0: Now get up, one more round!
1: Get <laughs> up, don't lay down. like this guy hard. Come on, now. come on. He's no machine. I get the hell! Get up. You son of a bitch, making love.
2: Bell.
1: It may not have been the most exciting game of football we've ever watched But we won When United and Liverpool play each other It doesn't matter how they get there It's just the result that matters at the end of the day Do you agree? 100%, yeah Chris? <laughs> no <laughs> If it was the other way around, would you agree? No <laughs> Stubborn that no, all It's all I have left <laughs> Just this stubbornness <laughs> so this evening we'll cast our eyes back on last week's end's Premiership Games and the penultimate round of the Champions Cup fixtures for the Irish teams. Stephen will talk us through another exciting weekend of NFL fixtures and Chris will fill us in on what's going on in the UFC. All that plus much more to discuss this evening. But first, as always, let me ask a question. So Peter Check has been tipped to be the only, to only be the second player to win back to back English titles with different clubs. Can you name that other player? Alright? I think so, yeah. This is, this is, it does not, not just premiers, <coughs> this is English titles. Okay, right? so in before the, history the Premiership. In, in, in the history of English football. But you're saying not the Premiership. not saying anything. <laughs> you
0: have Stop. to be saying that. Yeah,
1: he is. I'm just spinning in for covering all bases here, just in case he's all get all technical okay, on me, sure Chris. No. <laughs> 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 but uh, anyway, I suppose there is only one place to start. And... Uh, which one do you want to start us off with? The Liverpool United game. I think Chris should go first. Chris, uh, your thoughts?
2: One 0 to United, and then Stoke played Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I would rather talk about the game. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Pure the fixture luck. has um, like obviously it's still a massive fixture, but the quality of player was not what we're used to in, in recent periods. years. I saw pictures of. Alonso and Gerrard against Skulls and Keane, and they replaced with Lucas against Fellaini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to be fair, I thought Lucas had quite a good game. I thought we played pretty well. Looking to be on the pitch, Stephen. According to you, while you're watching <laughs> the game, I think you. I think I counted five yellow cards, and then possibly a red for the shoulder charge on Fellaini. I think if you want to go into it, like Fellaini could have gone for the stamp. I'm not the imaginary stamp. I'm not a big fan of Clattenburg. I think. He was... He a better ref, Chris. I thought he was a very good ref until the whole money resting in his account kind of <laughs> thing. And he was uh, I don't know, suspended or he was inactive for a while. And I just don't think he's been as good since he'd come back, but it's just... It came down to Liverpool having lots of possession and shots, but no end product and a corner costing us again. I think that's what... Two against Arsenal. Yeah. One in the FA Cup and another one. It's just not good enough. He needs, needs to get to the bottom of that pretty quickly. It just, we can't win a game 1 0 at the moment. I think, minimum, we need two goals to win a game. And without a recognised striker. I, mean, I think Toff did very well, but he's not that killer instinct finisher that we he's need. Spain. If we've got someone that he's playing behind maybe it's a different story like even someone like Charlie Austin like 4 million somebody who scores goals
1: yeah and Klopp doesn't seem to like Benteke
2: no he doesn't fit the style of play because the one thing you do see from Firmino is he worked the defence he worked across the line like from the left back across to the right back he put the defenders under pressure and he pressed and he did very well at it and he created some good chances I think unfortunately on the day our best chances fell to Jordan Henderson and he did not have a shoot. For <laughs> <laughs> you could say
1: that again. <laughs> Far from it. Uh, Stephen, it was an awful game, but Rooney with the only goal of the game. That He now has the most goals for a single Premier League club.
0: Yeah, that was surprising to me. Although, think about it, Shearer did spend his time across two clubs and Henri Three. went to, bar- went to bar- Southampton as well. Of course, yeah, he was there for a season or two. Um, you do tend to forget how good he has been as a servant of the club for the last eleven years. Like second top scorer in the Premier League era, which most for a single club. It's a record I didn't even know he was close to. Actually,
1: to be that honest, it's one of those
0: because it's not really a record. Like the makes most the most, yeah, nice being the it's, a, it's some kind of land landmark to give to Wayne Rooney, but I <laughs> think I think he's a fair few away from sheer catching the the total in the Premier League so I think he's well
1: off yeah yeah, yeah so Shearer's record they, they have to make up oh, something for 6 one is Shearer's record I mean, right. I mean, right. as well Rooney really on good. like I think was it one seven five for United or something like that so
2: like I don't think you catch him like no. he has played a lot of games not as a striker he has um, true Shearer obviously was the number 9 every nine. game at penalties as well Rooney didn't have the one Ronaldo was there mm-hmm.
0: Like I I think We have talked about in the past how he's having a very poor season, but something looks to have changed in the last three or four weeks. Maybe it's just scoring goals. You're a new Rooney, you know. Yeah, it could be that. It could be something as simple as he's kind of refocused, or he got a couple of goals, even, albeit them being penalties, and he looks a lot sharper. He has always been a confidence player. Oh, completely. And when his confidence goes, his touch is the first thing to go with him. And And his touch wasn't there the last few months, whereas if you look at the goal against Newcastle he set up for Lingard and even the finish at the weekend it was composed I think if he can get back into goal scoring form it's the one piece of, of a jigsaw that Maynard have lacked they've been solid for most of the season bar one or two aberrations it's the scoring of goals that they've lacked and if he can get 10-12 goals in the rest of the season the Maynard can realistically get top 4 and possibly in a title challenge big
1: statement Chris, possibly just, <laughs> <even>. <laughs> just before we're moving on from this game I want your thoughts on
2: Mignolet signing a new long term deal Um, it's a long term deal it it's five year contracts um, <laughs> Do that. I don't hate it if, it if he's going to be a number two if he's our number one for the next five years I'd, I'd really worry for the team how old is he? he is 27 I years think so not old for a goalkeeper
0: but it, we compare him to Neuer and De Gea and Courtois He's older than mm. I think
1: all three of oh, But, them. but goal, goalkeepers Like I know, Of course We've had him to compare him To check. In, in the past
0: so. He would have said That 30 is, is the age But In this generation The, the best goalkeepers Are all young but, So
1: as Chris said check though was Was he 35 mm, 34 35. Still, But again He's
0: been there for Over a decade Which means I think He would like have been At that level when Chelsea our, I, I
2: don't think Mignolet's ever Going to be a world class Goalkeeper I think he no. He can have patches Where he's very good But I would never like put my house on like on many legs going to be solid for us like coming from corners he's not obviously he's not good at it. crosses in general he kind of flaps and punching isn't the best he's not the best with the ball at his feet he is a good shot stopper and oh, he has good at you? <laughs> <laughs> it's the honest fault shot stopping and agility but then again when his confidence is down the shots like you think he should save like that first goal Arsenal near post he, he when he's really off form and the confidence is gone it's the, the stuff he's good at that he doesn't do as well as the stuff that he can't do normally and that, then he just looks really out of place
1: yeah that's fair enough um, the United Liverpool game was awful to watch but one game Chelsea Everton 3 all. the first half first half, half nil all Stephen <laughs> that was right up your street and then all of a sudden the game burst into life I suppose Nillard half 0 at half time, as we said, and then 3 all with lots of drama. Martinez was not happy with the ref. Well,
0: so I can't remember who made the point, but he can't be that unhappy when Everton were, were gifted a point against City with last minute penalty. That, that which should definitely be the penalty by John Stone. So people do say they even themselves out, out, but from his point of view, he'd have had three points if both of those had gone the correct way instead of two. Everton, they can score goals, and they can score very good goals but they can't defend. They, they kept a clean sheet against City and people thought maybe this is is turning a corner, but I think it's just, in that game, City didn't have their shooting boots on.
2: As well as that, they didn't score any. So maybe they can keep a clean sheet when all they do is defend? Yeah, it's a good point. And maybe, and yeah, when, I they, when they try. <laughs> and Because uh, obviously, you'd say Everton's best players are their attacker players. Lukaku, Ross Barkley. And maybe when they try and Support those, then they just leave themselves vulnerable at the back. Like mm-hmm. when the fullbacks push forward, they just end up weak and exposed. The yeah. thing
0: against City, they did look solid, but you can't then go away and concede and three second and a half goals. Even though they scored three and, and they got themselves a the point, but if you're conceding three goals in most games, you're not going to win many.
1: Chelsea still don't look kind of like the team that we all knew from last year. Still conceding three goals at home doesn't seem like he didn't spin there for her. Few weeks now, a few games now, like a lot, a lot of draws. A lot of draws. Yeah,
0: he was technically he's unbeaten. And Te- if you go technically he's unbeaten. No, but if you go in on your first first month in in charge, I think the clock did the same? Or was there was there a first loss? There was a spell of, of of there was a, a couple of undefeated a couple games of and
2: draws and that, but there was we he we definitely lost in the first month under Klopp. I'm pretty sure of that anyway. But when you get
0: that kind of, if you get a five six games where you're not losing, then players will listen now. See, I think we'll, we'll demand the respect of the players. But if if your methods are working early on, it makes it a lot easier to to make changes to keep players in the bench because obviously if if you're winning games, then whoever starts keeps their position. Whereas if you're losing them, it's very difficult to invent new ideas.
1: Yeah, I like. Terry scored the young goal but then got the late equaliser as well that was offside and after kind of the seven
2: minutes of injury time as well Yeah.
1: but uh, rescued the point for Chelsea I heard someone say that that could be the point that keeps them up this season so that could be a vital <laughs> point for Chelsea
2: and they, Can they start looking up now and set it down at yeah, so that so point? They
0: can because if you look at what else happened Newcastle and Sunderland pick up points Bournemouth up pick up a, a point, point. Like, Swansea won Drawing for Sunderland them Sunderland didn't Sunderland, didn't. Sunderland lost Italian, like, Sorry probably yeah I know it's highly unlikely that they'll go down, but if they don't win a few couple of games, they're not out of it. They have the quality. Costa looks like he's getting back on form, but... He, he
2: did like he was still fighting with people, but he was doing the good stuff as well. Like yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like you don't mind the other side of it if he's on your team. Once you're getting the goals and the the work rate that he put in, but he when gets, he's
1: when he's not performing it and all he's doing is going and exactly. causing fights, that's when you get sick of him very quickly. Yeah, and it was kind of breaks.
2: a typical him goal like up against the defender, like big and strong, and then he just kind of stronger than the keeper in the challenge. I must exactly, ready, yeah. and yeah, it's just quite it's the Ronnie has and making and. Or especially on the Mourinho, who's kind of pulling wide or coming short looking for the ball instead of going in behind makes a massive difference.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. And he, he also linked up with Fabrias for the second goal, which exactly was a little bit fortunate with the deflection, but it was a good build up between the two of them.
1: Yeah, I say Chelsea fans are happy to see that anyway. Um, but as I said, Martinez was absolutely furious with the ref as well. But like, and as he said, it is swings and roundabouts, really.
0: Yeah, like you'll, you'll, you'll get some, like, they had chances to clear the ball. I mean, it, it's 98 minutes just get rid of the ball it wasn't a, an amazing pass to him it was just he was left unmarked mark now, albeit outside but the first thing you do is if you've got somebody there twenty or 15 yards from goal you mark them
2: regardless of whether they outside or not I think it was three headers Chelsea won before it dropped to John Terry so yeah. three chances to clear the ball yeah. yeah three chances to clear the lines um
1: Another kind of relegation six pointer was uh, born with Norwich, and uh, I did mention last week that I thought that Norwich were good value at seven to two. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't go with that one anyway because uh, well, they they got spanked. They did three nil. I think we know the reason for that seven to two now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, even considering that. But uh, yeah, three nil. Like Norwich could be in trouble. Like they, they they started the season well, but
2: I think Naismith could be a good sign for them. Could just be a very good today for them. Yeah. There's a brilliant video of him and the manager when they were when he was at uh, when Naysmith was at Rangers and there's a there's a big kind of altercation and like they're kind of squaring up to each other and Naysmith grabs him by the neck, really. And uh, now he's gone and signed them. So. <laughs> all
1: all's well in love and war. Yeah. It's all forgiven now, is it? Um,
0: well, they call it a relegation battle for a reason. You they want to have, fighters. You have to have people willing to fight because at times it's not going to be pretty
1: no exactly um, Bournemouth though I know at the start of the season we all questioned like w- losing Callum Wilson they seemed
2: to be coping well enough It good that FOB scored so early as well yeah um, well,
0: lovely finish too that ball wasn't it was coming across them quickly and maybe instinctively it's probably a better run than, than having 3-4 seconds to think about so, you know, you getting your, ther- yeah, exactly. get,
1: get your first and you goal but that'll do the world a good and it was a good finish. yeah but like uh, do you think they still need to sign a striker Bournemouth it depends um, if, if Murray can chip in with a few Kobe can chip in with
0: a few And, and they get um, Wilson back at any stage like I don't think they'll we, have them back this I season. I don't think they're going like to we, They didn't look good enough On paper when they came up Maybe They, they uh, don't look good enough on paper now But they're getting
2: results And they're playing well as a team I, Maybe another midfielder I think someone to, to kind of up. steady it up Yeah kind of
0: I was like they the what well, Gradle, I think, would have been very good this season and got injured the first game. So they've bad luck with injuries as well. Like they've boxed some players and they're all
2: missing. I think, I think Swansea seem to be selling all their players, trying try and get someone like Jack Cork and He's doing a good job for them. Yeah, John Joe gone to Newcastle 12 million and stuff. Had a great debut as he well. Did, yeah, very good yeah, game. He was very involved. He was, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's something to look out for for the transfer window for the next few weeks and see who does make a sign. It has been very quiet. I know a lot of the
0: mid-table relegation teams. How much did Mason go for?
1: Eight and a, and a half. Eight and a half, yeah. Which is? How do you think Austin went for four? Like that's the strange.
0: Six thing.
2: months
1: left in his contracts.
0: But you're thinking he was? They were counting 15 million for him six months ago. That's
1: a big come down and a very. Good as well as that,
2: that, that, though, like that's when QPR thought they were going for promotion.
1: How old is how old is Naismith? Um his thirties, isn't it? He'd be
0: thirty I'd say, yeah. I'm not sure. But but I think because of, of the amount of money in next year's T V deal, it's worth spending that eight million now. Because if you go down, you're missing out on potentially 60, 70 million. Yeah. So you can see why teams are spending the money. Like there's quite a few transfers down there and but no one seems to be moving in the top ten. So I think you'll see a lot of the top transfers will be those Eight to fifteen million ones people hoping to get to pick up the Shelby and hoping He is It looks like
2: Watford have got, uh, Jerome Sinclair from Liverpool. It's it's going to be a free transfer, but whether they take him in January is another thing. How good is he? He looked decent. decent. I don't think he's ready for the first team. Yeah, he took his goal very well in the FA Cup.
0: I think they're probably a team who could afford that. I think. I know they're only is it eight points clear, but they should have enough in
2: them if, if he Deeney and Igalo can keep going. it's so. definitely a decent, like kind of backup to them. And if they if they get out of Bajor as well, then they've got four.
1: Yeah, I think I saw the stats though only last night that it was like how how reliant they are on Engalo and Dini
0: But if you look at Leicester, if you they're reliant on Vardy and Mariz for the majority of their goals. It's if you the reason they're they're the best players in their team is because they they contribute. tribute and. Um, now obviously you need people like Okazaki and Rojoa to, to back them up when they go through their quiet spells or hoot maybe <laughs> uh, but that's like I said, you, you don't need them to contribute in 30 games you need to contribute in 5 just the ones where Vardy and uh, Marais or Ikado and Lini aren't doing it on the day
2: even like Vardy's on a dry spell but he was heavily involved in the goal like it was a lovely lob and it was great goalkeeping like, to keep it out initially yeah, um, it's it's funny that you actually mentioned that game, the Villa Leicester
1: game, because our old friend Gary um, had a had an ACA going last week, had a hundred to one shot, and I think ten of his eleven teams had come in, and all he needed was Leicester, who were winning one 0 at halftime, to hold <laughs> on against relegation kind of nearly guaranteed Aston Villa. Mares missed another penalty. Villa came back into it, scored. Heartbreak for our Gaza.
2: It's Villa again, didn't they? Um, was it Villa who did us against West, West Ham? Ham? It was a they West were made, against oh, Sunderland? Sunderland, 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 Sunderland yeah. yeah. But yeah,
1: no. Another penalty miss from Harris. He's officially been taken it's off. Stop taking two in a row. given Vardy Give them to, Vardy to Vardy, <laughs> yeah, because I, I know they did give like Vardy was on his kind of run of consecutive games. Yeah. They gave him one of them and he stunted away. So one for one, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Villa is it too little too late for Villa
2: as well I think so I think at least so they're sure. showing a bit of fight but
0: 4 points in 2 games
2: yeah but the other teams around them are, are winning
0: true but if you think of obviously they're not going to get 4 points every 2 games but Garrett has had a 10 game spell where they really, nothing went for them if if they can do a Leicester now I know it, it's a big thing to ask because there's only 2 or 3 clubs have ever been bottom on Christmas say West, West wrong West Brom West Brom West Brom we're, we're less Leicester yeah, they were were they? I thought, I thought they were
1: second from. I'm not sure now, but I know West Brom definitely did it. Yeah, quite quite possibly Leicester. That I think like 2015 has to be like the best year and one of the best years in Leicester's football history. if you can look at the Premier League calendar year, calendar yeah, they yeah,
2: probably, probably be in the top four, which is where they are now. Yeah, I think only Arsenal. I know for sure if had a better points return this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if you about had a fight well. said no, but if they can get
0: one more win this month and at least they would be within touching distance of something, then you never know. Maybe bring in, I don't know, Emmanuel Alabama. If they can get that kind of signing and it clicks, then I know it's not easy, but they do need something else to keep them up. But four points in two games has given them a, a glimmer of hope, I suppose.
1: Glimmer of hope, yeah. Just uh, breaking news while we're recording the podcast: was the two Premiership teams that were playing in the FA Cup tonight, West Brom and Villa, both through, um, safe through, I suppose. One 0 West Brom, two
2: nil Villa. Um, but, uh, playing each other at the weekend. Playing so each other the weekend.
1: Anyway. Yeah, both going in with the win now. But that's always a feisty game, isn't it? The the derby there, the West Midlands.
2: Exactly, um, I think. Villa, well, Villa haven't done great against most teams but <laughs> since getting promoted. I've had a decent. I remember the. It's gone back a few years ago. Villa yeah, to throw in. An wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, One of the final Um
1: Just uh, talking of the Ethical Replays. Chris, Liverpool playing tomorrow night against Exeter. I assume you expect the win. Well, I
2: don't really expect Anthony <laughs> at the moment. It'll be interesting to see if he plays the same team he did on Friday. Yeah, uh, Probably not so clear if he's almost gone but I'd like to see Ojo play from the start he was yeah. only only back I think a couple of days before the f- the first uh, match so I'd like to see him play throughout and maybe this top Flanagan may get his first appearance in a long time so it'd be nice to see him back and then maybe one or two younger players but a little bit more experience I think we should do enough and the match at Anfield we would expect a better pitch but it wasn't a great nick at the weekend. <laughs> no, we, and we did come with that yeah, as well. I think, like uh, Fellaini dug it up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, quite, quite possibly. Um, but like the, fi- the, fi- the fix was then the Premiership this weekend, as we'll kind of see with our bet later on. Very it, it, even. It, it's, it's it's tough ones this week for both fantasy football and for the bet. It, it is a tough one. Yeah, you can look at Arsenal Chelsea.
0: Oh, the game to call Arsenal at home. You think would pivot it, but like you said earlier he hitting at Chelsea and
2: he, I think with uh, Ozil and Sanchez
0: back that could be huge for them I think Sanchez first game back if, if he starts and he's fully fit then yeah it's huge I have a feeling he would probably bring back Ozil and give Sanchez maybe 30 minutes at the end to see see what the, what the fitness is like but it's familiar so he'll probably start up up front on his own in a 4-5-1 just to, to see if his legs will hold <laughs> on <laughs> I think
2: if, uh, if Sanchez is anywhere near his best and he's running at John Terry's there could be uh, some fireworks in that game could well be yeah uh, fantastic <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I suppose we we'll cut the football short this week you know because we've always been going over a bit too over over with it so uh, we'll go with there and move on to some rugby and um, I suppose it was a better weekend for you uh, Steve Monster, this weekend against that much better performance much better result
0: um, pace here the thing yeah. is, once have been very slow. Every time they've made a line break, that's it. They've made a line break. They've made 10, 15 yards, and then they've been so slow to capitalize. Whereas this time, especially with the earls try, when they made the line break, they made a count. And the first try was typical monster line out, mall over the line, and that got the crowd into it. Like the atmosphere in there That's the first. monster
1: fans, what we want to see is isn't it? But
0: it is. But you have to give the the fans some the cheer about And that try was really the early. Even though there was nothing to play for, realistically, although I do to, to cancel the qualify. Yeah, I well, so we'll just want to, want to put that on record. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, well, I do want to hear hear you this uh, this wacky theory you have. Um, unfortunately, we don't have enough time to go through all the <laughs> permutations. It's I think it's dependent on results going their way in every
0: single pool, so it's it's unlikely. But um, <laughs> unlikely, <laughs> the only so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> you're saying there's a chance <laughs> if we get a bonus point against Treviso, then. Let the cards fall as they may. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at least it gives the fans some to cheer about the, the players performed and the atmosphere for uh three quarters full stadium for a team who were knocked that was was very, very impressive. Like there was I suppose they toured at the right time as well. Like they went down just first minute, completed the penalty and kinda of worried we're sad going to run the game from there, but two tries in each half and I wouldn't say comfortable but they looked a far better team than they have done in previous weeks and yeah. now with two games against Italian teams over the next two weeks they a chance to build some momentum
1: yeah Standard was another man of the match display play as well
0: I think he has to start at eighth for Ireland since the nation I think it's the way he's been playing he's man of the match almost every single week you can't ignore that
1: Jamie has upped his game though as we have mentioned he,
0: well he's had to I think he's for, had to for a couple of years there, yeah then. a couple of years he's had that he's had that position nailed down and barring Jordy Murphy coming in for a couple of weeks maybe But now he's got a serious contender Someone who's captain of his province Winning man of the actual world Left, right and centre Catching everyone's eye And is eligible for Ireland So like, can only help Irish rugby But I'd, I would seriously consider Starting standard
1: Yeah And I uh, just noticed as well Zeebo with his 41st try for Munster He's the joint record try scorer now for Munster With Anthony Oregon. Do you know
0: that Anthony Horgan yeah wow
1: yeah didn't know that no. so um, that's one that Zivo will break now he'll break that and then go to France and then go to France yeah
2: score one more try and one it more is. then yeah. then just
1: take the boots off and everything wipe his hands like <laughs> done did it um, but I assume that's <laughs> thing. he'll be back as well just like well
0: there's yeah The our last few weeks it, 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 it sounds the Murray's staying Zeevo's staying and others staying now we know we're we currently doing a U-turn last week that until the contracts are signed you never quite know but signs are good those three are staying and if they can and Blaine out for the next 12 weeks they basically told him to go away recuperate his quad injury because he's just he's not getting game time like he has been pulled out of the two match squads last minute so he's if they can get him fit for next season and he could come in instead of keeping I don't think he's good enough at that level probably well yeah Europe no but if they can get Blaine Dallas fit next year hopefully he can start at 10 but there's, there is such a of optimism but then the very next week they'll go and drop 3 or 4 tries to a team they really shouldn't have so if they get two bonus point wins over the next two weeks against Italian teams we go from there
1: speaking of a sign of optimism I suppose was uh, Leinster and Bath mm-hmm. Leo's uh, young cubs as, as I've heard them being mentioned <laughs> 25-11 win it was a great performance
2: though very impressive Um I think The control in the pack as well, considering there was a lot of new faces because the,
1: the back, the backs, oh, a different five, it? The yeah,
2: backs. The, the backs were, were fine. You had kind of like
1: the usual stuff that you had Madigan, you had Carney, you had uh, Tio, but Dave had, had a good game, Dave had well, a good actually. game, yeah, he did. Um, but yeah, I think like eight, eight of those who were playing were aged between 20 and 24, and like I think it was like four of them or five of them, it was their debut in Europe as well and stuff. Um, like Tio Ringrose, Maloney, who got man of the match as well, the second row, like they all have great games as well. And the thing is, if they were playing, you
0: just getting that experience in Europe is huge for any young player. But to win the game as well,
2: yeah, exactly. like Bath never looked like they were. In no, it. Leinster just seemed to want it more, which is ironic considering we knew we were out as well. Exactly,
1: you said it was like it was like probably a three quarters full stadium as well. So there was some good noise there so mm-hmm. as well. Like. It's 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 a good sign, I suppose. I think it's important
0: that the fans are, are staying with the teams. I know for the last ten years, Irish rugby has had five European Cups, a Grand Slam, two two Six Nations, and a couple of Triple Crowns thrown in there. We haven't Cups as well. Yeah, we we have been spoiled <laughs> for success, and it's important that when we're going through rebuilding periods, the fans are, are aware of that fact, and also aware that we just can't compete financially with the French and the. In the team, unfortunately, or, so you yeah, still to, English you have
1: finish that taking over, like Teal going to Worcester. I
2: think that's frustrating because every he's game coming, he seems to look more used to playing as it, in Union. Yeah, he's just getting better and better. It seems. I think his his running just looks different. class so like His strength yeah, and then the ability to offload, obviously, because playing league, you're so used to ball in one hand. Yeah,
1: it's 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 a shame really that he couldn't like can do it after six months in it with with Leinster and
2: like maybe it would have been different then maybe they would have really pushed to have kept him maybe I'd say these things kind of seem to come around like I remember before the money was in Ireland it was in England and then it moved over hopefully in, in time it'll kind of spring back our way again it should do because the central contracts and it's only divided out between the four teams instead of all the teams in England
0: but yeah like we're going through a period where there's new money essentially in England because they've raised the salary caps and there's reasonably new money in France. So for a couple of years, we're going to have this spell where everybody's going there, but eventually it'll come back to who wants it more. And Leinster, Ulster and Munster have proven over the last 15 years that even without the money that the bigger teams have, they have huge desire. And with, with a good fan base and intelligent signings, as well as developing the talent Leinster are clearly doing, it could be a bad two or three years but the prospects are there I think
2: Goldster today signed Rodney are you from uh, yeah. Connaught? so it be interesting to see if the provinces are going to start stripping the, the quality out of Connaught's well, team it's like apparently Henshaw's going to yeah. go on his way to Leinster uh, as well
0: well yeah Henshaw's been gone for the last year I think everyone knew he was going to do that if, especially if they don't qualify for a year of them it'll probably be announced before the season's over so even if they had got Times of rugby next year, he'd have been gone. But the hope is that they keep people like um, Healy and um, Budiaki, if they can keep those kind of players in Connacht and then build again the because they've made steps with or with. I think, like, they won the first six, seven games of the Pro 12 without a hand job, so they can do it. They have Italian, again, like Lancer, they have Italian group coming through. Once they keep the money in Connex and don't like, don't asset strip everybody away,
1: there is potential there as well. Mm. Um, Ulster didn't have a great week this week though. Um, playing at Saracens, Saracens secure the bonus point win. To
0: be That's fair, everyone has played Saracens this, this entire year apart from
1: Quinn. has not had much to talk about. I
0: think it's twenty four or twenty five points in their group. They've been ridiculously good this season.
2: I think it was a, a carbon copy of the first match Ulster <laughs> well in the game coming up to half time it's dropped then it's just like Sarri's had another gear, and Ulster just couldn't live with it like Ulster are like we, we keep saying it they're the best Irish team around at the moment and they got they were second best they were well beaten in the end
1: do you think this will tra- like so the Irish team's been second best against the English teams like us to Wasps Leinster to Wasps and stuff like this as well will this translate onto the international stage to Six Nations?
2: Um, if you look at over the last few years you'd say we'd had the better against the English teams but we were definitely better provincially as well but the national England have been the bogey team for us just like the physicality you know, we won the six nations last year but it was England that we lost to mm-hmm. I think was it the same two years ago as well no Wales Wales we one year and we, Wales we last well, year last and year and the year before yeah before. so the, we've lost the two in Twickenham in a row isn't it no
1: the last two <laughs> games of Twickenham we have lost and chances are this
2: year exactly. it could well be three in a row I think that that physicality and because they tend to kind of happen halfway through the tournament we're kind of nursing a couple of injuries at that point I think it's the second game this time I think it's Wales and England for us yeah
1: I think Wales and England then the, the two then, home game and away to France, which are two hugely no, no. physical it's, it's games Scotland are our last two games so it's, 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 it's home time. and then it's two away games and then two home games so. that's that's
0: tough. Although we will have the the week in between in the five games to yeah, recover.
2: i just remember when we won in the Millennium Stadium, that, that cracking game a few years ago. But the players we were missing three or four then the next week and just couldn't Yeah. Couldn't build on it. I think that, that's always going to be a problem for us if we do get injuries that we don't have the player pool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The the squad has been announced kind of or hit, the who Joe is bringing to the camp has been announced kinda of, this Thursday, is it? Any surprises? Um, Will Ringrose get in? He, That's might, the name. He'd he be a, a new
0: name, but he's been talking about it so much the last few weeks. So I don't think he a of, he's a surprise. Like, a lot of hype as well,
1: though. Yeah. Do you, do you think Joe just, could even kind of be like? He might stick with Payne and Henshaw.
2: Well, I would start with those two. I wouldn't start Ringrose, but I, that doesn't mean he can't be in this. I I
1: probably bring him in and let him train with them. But I
2: don't know absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then when you when you're whittling mm-hmm. down the squad, then you can get rid of him. But, yeah, it's only going to benefit him if he's training with the national oh, team, getting used to it. Definitely have him there. For, he's obviously going to be part of that setup for years to come. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, just to finish off with Champions Cup, uh, Sarsons still aren't even favourites. Racing with Dan Carter. Some of the tries in that match. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like Carter kicked, kicked some points, but there were some amazing tries in that game. The offloading was superb. I watched the highlights of it, and they're going to be some team to beat. Who do you think will win us? You have to back, <laughs> back Toulon because they keep doing it every year. But last minute try against Wasps as well. Yeah, that was that was a huge one that was heartbreak.
1: Heartbreak for Wasps. Yeah, they'd, too they'd, long. they'd
0: hung on, hung on, hung on. Scored that brilliant try, and you just think, right. I suppose the fact that Toulon had were only three points down meant that they could take a little bit of risk, but like unbeaten at home in five straight years, is it? like they haven't lost at home. I know Leicester they came
2: it? very close and probably mm. should have beaten them without those missed kicks. Yeah, and Wasps obviously came very close yeah. then as well. They, they just seem to know how to get over the line. It's almost like New Zealand. No man. pun intended. It, it, it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost like
1: New Zealand though in kind of international level. But these guys just be able to kind it's of just a, their, like, not knowing when you're beaten mentality. Exactly. But I think I think like we've played Wasps now at Wasps like like I, I, depends. Like I hope he puts out the kids again. Hopefully, Leo kind of plays the young guys again and gives them another shot. So there's no so reason why you wouldn't. No actually. reason why you wouldn't, exactly. And like well the experienced lads kinda had their chance at home. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> didn't do anything. But so the other thing is you might
0: have a word from Schmidt going, We'd kind of pre- prefer it if, if the big guns didn't play that game. So
1: you, Apparently, mean, you, it's, it's you might get, get to, kinda yeah. talk to the coaches and kinda said, I want some to play this week, some to play you want them to kinda have certain amount of games at the time. Yeah. Oh yeah
0: exactly, but it's in there would have been an influence in you making sure that the big players weren't playing two minute games in a row when they didn't need to realistically because Leinster were out and now Munster obviously were out as well so for the Irish you point of view if you are talking about going to the Six Nations obviously it's poor for Munster and Leinster not being able to progress after four games but it means that they can manage the players conditioning yep. perfectly for the Six Nations so from that point of view it's, it's probably a good thing although obviously you guys and me don't like being out of Europe not you at all. before Christmas <laughs> no, not
1: at all um, I saw it on, on that Downer, we'll, we'll stop talking about the Champions Cup for this week. Yeah, <laughs> we shouldn't have ended that on that one, really. <laughs> um, Stephen, NFL playoff weekend. Yes. Um, where, do, where, do, where do we, we begin with uh, the Seahawks? Considering this is the game that I was uh, looking forward to. Do you rewind really to begin there? <laughs> I'll begin there. It's like putting getting the bandage, taking it off, ripping it right off. Thirty-one 0 at halftime. We were losing.
0: Thirty-one 0 after twenty minutes. Pretty much, it was. A ridiculous start. Um, I think it was the first play was sixty-seven yard run by Panthers. I think Wilson's first throw was an interception to his first forward. And was <laughs> you're down twenty-one nothing with just after after the first quarter, thirty-one nothing at halftime. They, they did give up two chances of field goals in the first half, which. Yeah. If they'd taken those and it was thirty one six, if you look at it then Well they took they went to the field goal just right right before the stroke at time as well to try get on the scoreboard. Yeah, sorry, missed it, sorry. Um so if you get both of them thirty one six, they scored two try or two tries, sorry, two tries down <laughs> pretty quickly in the third quarter to get back into it, but the Panthers just had enough. Their defense is good enough and what it looked possible for maybe early on in the fourth the Panthers stopped them when they had to and is reasonably comfortable in the end. And this Seahawks team, will they stay together? Did they lose many of the players? Um, Lynch is almost definitely gone. The rest of the team should be there. Wilson is negotiating a contract. I don't, I don't think he signed it yet, but they'd be mad to lose him. He's, he's been superb all mm. season. Doug um, Baldwin has really stepped up, but this is the first season he's been... And out now number one, and and he's been at that level, so there's no reason for him to move. I think you will lose some players, but they tied down. I think Chancellor this year they tied down Sherman last year, so the defense still there. They'll they'll be back next year. I think they just they were they were hit with one or two soccer punches early on. I and mean, when you're playing a team where fifteen and one this season, if you go down early, it's very difficult to come back, especially with, with, with their defense. Um. Everyone else, it was the four home teams won. the The championships are are the yeah the NFC NFC championships are first against second seeds. Cedars played very well against Denver. Um, 12 up, ball in in their own running back's hand with, with six minutes to go, and the only turnover the game cost them. Denver went down and scored, converted the two point conversion, and Pittsburgh weren't able to do it. They should have won, Mike. Even though they were missing um number one receiver, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't one hundred percent. They're losing the running back, Le'Veon Bell, and and Manning didn't look particularly good. He made the troubles in the end to get them there, but I can see the Patriots who comfortably beat the Jeeps. The Jeeps are um, even though it's in Denver, I can see the Patriots winning by one two scores.
1: Peyton Manning facing Tom Brady
0: we, again. Yeah. Yeah. We keep saying it's the final time and Manning <laughs> keeps, keeps on on surviving somehow. I think this... well this, um, If if Manning wins this bowl with Denver somehow, it'll be his one song. If they go out against the Patriots, I think it'll still be his one song. I think the Broncos realise they have a quarterback behind them in, in Osweiler that can lead this team to wins as he did against the Patriots earlier in the season. So they know they have a, a quarterback there who can replace them now. So this is going to be I think it has to be Manning last season the Hm.
1: the Zifram like yeah
0: yeah well like he's 39 now I think And even though Brady's only one or two years younger Brady has looked after himself far better less hits less injuries I think Brady only had one surgery or one major surgery in his entire career his, his body physically has, has held up superbly. he could probably go three or four more years the way Carson Palmer at the Cardinals has but Manning was just like, at the start of the season he was I think first or second most intercept quarterback in the, in the opening half of the season he's not there anymore this is his last season and I think from his point of view it would be nice to get the one more Super Bowl
1: very good and you mentioned the Cardinals there beating the Packers in overtime
0: yes it was, um,
1: it's appropriate to leave this into the end isn't it
0: yeah it was, well the first Green Bay left to the year yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was 2013 um, last minute the Green Bay in their own 10 4th and 20 and Somehow Rogers finds his, I think his, tight end fifty yards forward, but they they still have another forty yards to go. A second hail Mary in in the same um, possession. Caught. They go into overtime. And then Larry Fitzgerald catches the ball. Well, first of all, um, Carson Palmer evades his own defender, tackling him somehow. Charles Larry Fitzgerald. He makes sixty-five yards. Cardinals have five more yards to go and one shovel pass, and Cardinals make their first um, championship in. I think it's six years they made it, they made it to Super Bowl, so they're, they will be favourites against the, the Panthers because it's A, it's in Carolina, and B, they're 16-1 this season. I can see it going going to form in that one. I, the Panthers just looks very, very good, and even though they can see the 21 points in the second half, it's almost inevitable. A team like Seahawks, 31 points down, are going to throw everything at them, and you are going to concede points. You're not going to run away with it against a team that good, so the Panthers look comfortable.
1: Cardinals got past Green Bay. It should be a Panthers, Patriots Super Bowl. Panthers, Patriots, and just one thing—you know that coin toss that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, the first one wasn't the coin toss. First one. The, person the person wasn't was a coin toss. He threw it up in the air. The coin didn't spin.
0: So eventually, as as he flicked it, it went straight up in the air. So, they, so Cardinals won the first one to go into overtime, and then they had to recall. That. And I think luckily for everyone involved, Cardinals won the second coin toss as well.
1: But the coin toss—is that not a bit stupid? The way to end it
0: yeah is, well, there's been talk for years of changing and in the they have changed in the past it was a field goal in the past it was first team to score yeah then for the playoffs they've changed it such that uh, at first it was playoffs and then they brought it into regular season as well where it's if you score a touchdown in your, in your first possession you win if you don't score a touchdown in your first possession the other team gets a chance so if you get a field goal the other team get the ball back with a chance to score a touchdown to win now if they get a field goal as well then it's then it's a knockout the first score wins. But what happens in college football is each team gets the ball. Mm-hmm. One time, at least. So regardless of if, say, the Cardinals went down, score a touchdown, Green Bay are guaranteed the ball back with a chance to score a touchdown. And if you match scores, keep playing. Is that not the way it should be? I think so. I think if you've gone 16, 17 weeks of this season, you've made it to the playoffs, you're one of the eight best teams. I, I'm not saying it was just a coin toss, but Green Bay don't get the ball back. Yeah. So you've, you've made it through... In the games. last, million, yeah, exactly. So. And then a coin toss. He loses coin toss. One brilliant play from the Cardinals, and yeah, people can turn around and go, "Well, you you would often at the defense. Both of not have to be good enough, but you have to give both sides of your team a chance." I think they talked about it for years because it happened in college football, and everyone in America has seen how it's a much fairer system. And I think you will see it in the next three, four years being brought in that way.
1: Cool, Chris. Moving on. UFC final in Boston.
2: Did you enjoy this one? I did. Um, new champion. New to, champion who... Uh, uh, very similar to the old champion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I because he was the old champion. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Cruz reclaiming his title against TJ Dillashaw. Um, very exciting fight for uh, for different reasons. This is more just a technical masterclass of the, the footwork and the movement of these two guys who are lightning quick. Like,
1: do you prefer one of those fights, or do you prefer kind of? I
2: think it's it's nice seconds. to have nice to have them both. No, no not <laughs> like, the knockouts are great to see, but I think the wars are spectacular. But this was a different kind of war. This was like two Ooh, guys, like a the, masterclass. Yeah, two guys at the peak of their powers. And um, like I said, fantastic movement. Dominic Cruz, who's uh, over three ACL injuries and a
1: grind in the same leg is in the two in the same, two in the and same. Then
2: obviously one in the other one, yeah, <laughs> <And yeah. laughs> one in the third <laughs> leg. <laughs> yeah. and apart from maybe towards the fourth round looking a little bit tired moving was still incredible but maybe just not quite at the level but I think by the time they got into the fourth round I had him three rounds ahead mm-hmm. and they were they were close rounds I just thought he was just doing enough he was getting securing takedowns at crucial points in the in the fight. So I had him three up. I thought TJ definitely won the fourth, and then the fifth was quite close. I probably would have given that to TJ as well. So I had three rounds Cruz, two to Dillashaw, but the judges were a bit a bit different. They, yeah, it was strange. Though. Two of the judges scored it four rounds to one, one to Cruz and one to Dillashaw. So I can kind of understand because the rounds were so close. That, like, it, it could have been a coin toss. Possible coin, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. It's the same coin that you use in the card. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see how that would work if <laughs> coin toss one punch, see if you're not going <laughs> take, take the hit. Stand <laughs> there, take the hit. I this. watched that. <laughs> Great idea, Chris. <laughs> So yeah, that, that, that could be an interesting name. Maybe one fight a night, you kind of <laughs> go in class, see who goes first and you go punch for punch. <coughs> extreme name of slaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i put my money on Robbie Lawler winning that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, he, like I said, both fighters up very well. But, uh, Dominic just did enough to, to get the win. And it's going to be interesting to see now is he going to have the trilogy fight with Faber, who all but kind of said him and TJ fight is, is done now he had no interest really beforehand would have done it if the belt was on the line but he said he never really wanted to fight TJ so he's happy to leave that and fight Dominic so the other thing that came out was a super fight potentially with uh, Demetrius Johnson and Dominic Cruz Demetrius Johnson is the champion of the weight division below and has fought Cruz before and lost to him mm-hmm. but since then obviously DJ has been on an incredible run like beating everyone, I think, he, so that's a potential. I, I'd say the favourite one's more likely. I think Connor's a special case getting to go up and fight for the belt. I don't think they're gonna make a habit of Yeah. But it'd still be interesting. When 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 would that fight happen? It depends. Cruz had an injury after the fight. Had an injury after the fight? He was limping towards the end of the fight and then he said something about a pop in his heel. That he's he said he he had it during the training camp and it's nothing too serious, but with him you're never sure. <laughs>
1: he's, Forty
2: yeah. It's probably gonna be. Wait, if it's nothing serious, then probably three to four months before he's ready to go again. Maybe UFC two hundred. Mm-hmm. Maybe um maybe after that. Um, but yeah, just fingers crossed. It's nothing serious because when he when he's been out for so long and then you see the show he was able to put on it's just incredible That's like if he can stay fit like how much better can he get like he says there's no such thing as ring rust like he, he doesn't believe it he says it's just an excuse if you don't train hard enough when you've been out but That's a fair point. it's hard to argue with him when you see how good he was mm-hmm. but like I said maybe tired a little bit in the fourth so if he can have another couple of camps behind him and how well afraid he'd be then exactly and there's not many guys he's going to face that are as good as TJ Dillashaw so He's probably gonna look even better when he's against someone not quite at that level. Yeah. Um so yeah, I was I was glad he won. I was kinda of rooting for him and the fight well lived up to expectations. The Coleman wasn't as exciting. This was the, the return of Pettis, his first fight since he'd lost to Rafael dos Años, who's gonna fight Connor now. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, Pettis didn't look great. It went the distance and Eddie Alvarez got a split decision win. Very close fight. Um How'd you call it? Yeah, I think Eddie probably deserved the win. I think he kind of smothered Pettis. He didn't give him space like Pettis is a very creative striker. Like lots of wild, crazy kicks. Like he has spectacular knockout against Benson when he kinda of runs off the cage and kicks him in the head. Like he's very creative, like I said, but Pettis just smothered him or oh, sorry. Alvarez smothered them and kind of used the tried and tested method of beating Pettis, which is wrestling yeah. he's he did okay kind of stopping the takedown but that was it like he was controlled for large portions of the fight and so you can out wrestle him really. exactly if you can kind of latch on to him and kind of drag him up against the cage make it a dirty fight he just he didn't have the answers he, he got Alvarez with a few nice shots but never did enough to win the fight I think Probably did enough, like obviously to win one of the rounds, but not enough. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people were expecting that after he lost the title, he was going to come back hungrier and determined to get back in in line. But doesn't seem to be the case. No, it doesn't look like it. Alvarez is—he's ranked four now. He'll probably move up after that. He's gonna to have to wait, obviously, till till Connor fights. And even if Connor wins or doesn't win, I don't think he's got that that big name. I'm not sure. Like the draw, the exactly. And if if Connor does lose, now hopefully he doesn't, I, I wouldn't know who maybe they'd even offer Frankie to move up. Or I, I really don't know this talk. BJ Penn is obviously coming out of retirement now, mm-hmm. he's, he's not going to be really getting title shot anytime soon. But he has the name, like, if, if anything is going to get you, like, you need fans behind you. And I just don't think Alvarez Alvarez did enough, like, it wasn't an exciting win. I think that's the problem for him,
1: yeah, he's not drawing the
2: people in to, pay, good, to like pay, he, pay for views. Yeah, he's win, he's winning gritty fights, but it's not entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting the payday for the win, but that's about it. Exactly, and it's not his fault. Like he's he's obviously in, in against these really good, creative fighters. Like if he's gonna just stand and trade, around, he's probably gonna lose. Like <laughs> yeah, he needs. He's to looking after money. himself. He needs to do what he does to win. <laughs> like, <laughs> unfortunately, that doesn't always count for everything in the UFC rankings. Will get you so far. And then it's a lot of the time it's popularity that'll get you the title because shot. Connor shut up, didn't he though? Because of that, he did. He was he was winning fights the right way, but he was putting himself all over the place. Like even when he was out injured, every week he seemed to be hearing new stories. When <laughs> he very good at staying relevant when he wasn't fighting. Yeah. And you can see some fighters are trying to do that themselves now, but they they don't do it as naturally as he does. Mm-hmm. And then we had, um, Matt Mitrione. ...and Travis Brown... ...which was kind of a bit of a weird fight... ...I think Mitrion got an eye poke very early on... Mm -hmm. ...and then he got a second eye poke... ...with the thumb... ...and the referee missed it... ...and kind of let it go for a while... ...and then he realised that Mitrion couldn't see out of the eye properly... ...he actually turned to him and said I'm seeing double... ...and then they called the doctors back in... ...eventually it went on... ...and I think towards the end of the, the fight... Travis took control and managed to to get Mitrion to the ground I think he dislocated Mitrion's shoulder or something in the process and he, he punched him in the eye and then it just shot up the swelling yeah. <laughs> I think we've see, all seen the pictures since then that is, yeah.
1: but that it's uh, so like the whole poking the eye and the and Mitra, Mitrion saying that like he's seen
2: Dublin and stuff like
1: could that fight have been stopped or should it have been if
2: Mitrion can't see or if the doctor feels his eye is damaged and yeah the referee will call the doctor in to look at the eye and, and then they'll make a call and usually it's, if it's, it's deemed an accident, then at the time period is five minutes. So like the time will stop mm-hmm. and Mitrion has five minutes to kind of wash his eye out and kind of give it a chance to see if the, the eyesight comes back and clears up. And then it's really, between he'll, he can say he's okay to fight, but if it more so with a cut, the, the referee would call the doctor and the doctor would say, like this is affecting his eyesight. Like the blood is coming into it. Mm-hmm. He can't see. This wasn't the case now. It was really just a case of vision, which I suppose only really Matt would know if he could see or not.
1: And um, so it happened. He got he got the thing in the eye twice. Twice. I'd say. I think
2: the first time, like Travis has his hand out, kind of just kind of feeling for range. Yeah. And Matt Mitrians coming forward, so it walked, was accidental. to walk kind of into it. Yeah. Yeah, I think both times they're accidental. Um, it's just unfortunate with the the shape of the gloves. Mm-hmm. the way the fingers stick out like that, they're always talking about trying to develop a new glove that eliminates this, but they haven't come up with a solution yet. Um, so, like, once Travis got the get the fight to the ground, he kind of took control. He was able to to mount and land some big strikes and the referee stopped him. But I think Mitrion was done at that point, obviously with the eye injury and the, the shoulder.
1: Say so he had to get like it a, a fluid drained or something like as well. Yeah, as far as
2: I know, he had like it, it was huge. It was closed. Yeah. Um. There, there was a, a couple of reporters asking Travis about a rematch. Said like, I'm not sure. I, it's hard to know how big an impact the eye made. Like definitely the second time, Matt fought on for a while before the referee stopped. Or, like the referee didn't see the second eye poke, but. I don't know. Um, Travis looking to move up, obviously, and Mitrione could be out for a while with that. I mean, I know when Bisman had an eye injury, he was out for for the best part of a year. I think before he was back. So yeah, n- you never know. They may fight again down the road, but it'll be interesting to see. Not in the foreseeable future, anyway. I wouldn't expect so. I think it'll you won't be, be seen much. Oh, anyway,
1: yeah. so, uh... I will <laughs> leave it. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> <laughs> <Ba-dum-bum>. Hey. <laughs>
2: so yeah Travis probably looking to fight somebody ranked above him or close maybe Arlovsky although they don't usually do a fighter coming off a win and a fighter coming off a loss but we'll see won't we (laughs) 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 and then the only other one I'd say on the the main card was Ross Pearson Um, he lost a unanimous decision to Trinaldo uh, or Trujillo, sorry, um, I thought he did okay, he, he definitely lost the fight, I thought, he lost the first round, although he had good moments, he kind of lost it late, he was slammed hard, then the second round again, he looked like he was doing really well, and then last couple of minutes, the other guy just kind of takes over and then dominates, Mm-hmm. Just kinda of timing really well and stealing the rounds.
1: Is that a big thing though in the UFC as well? Like if if you're kinda of winning the start but someone
2: else closes the round out better, would that resonate with the judges? It can do. I think um definitely like if you see the last thirty seconds of the round and someone's punching the other guy, you're gonna think, Well, he's won the round. Yeah. It's 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 the same case for anything, like kinda of you're as good as your last win kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What happens last tends to stick in the memory. So
0: the fight isn't scored during the round, it's, it's it scored. is. But
2: does it like it's human scoring oh, yeah, Of course, so in,
0: in a way, in boxing, and Olympics, you score points as you as you get them. Almost,
2: it's kind of what's a grappling, striking, takedowns, submission attempts, octagon control. So you kind of judge that throughout the fight, right. and then you kind of see like if I get two takedowns on you but you land two punches on me like which is worth more yeah. and there's no correct answers to that what <laughs> the, the judges feel was more effective <laughs> I mean, in the, the judges eyes exactly. exactly you've yeah. had it with
1: those punches yeah. no fingers in the eyes just in the judges eyes this time mm.
2: Yeah. I see, I see. Uh, you see, you see. <laughs> I uh, think i just say a special mention to Ed Herman on the undercard who fought the Barbarian and he did very well it was a he was kind of struggling and then he landed a massive knee and that was pretty much it. It was kind of got him in a clinch, kneed him while he was still standing and then dropped him on the ground and then that was it. Game set and match. Yeah, it was, a, it was a very, very impressive uh, knee from him and just a, a good win.
1: Which Do you like seeing kind of like a knockout finish like that or do you like seeing the technical kind of chokes or you personally?
2: How do I think you- a, a mixture is always good. I think if you had the same fight over the play, yeah, yeah. and you lose interest you want a card with a bit of everything on exactly. it, exactly. Yeah, Um, like I said, that you compare if you compare the title fight to the last one, which was Condit and Lawler, completely different fight. Like, well, one was way more about kind of punch for punch and yeah. punishment, whereas this one was a lot of movement, but both were equally brilliant, like, and you could pick the bones out of both of them, and they were each in their own way were world class athletes just doing what they're good at yeah so yeah I, I think definitely fighters that are good at what they do and do it do you at just a high enjoy Seen exactly.
1: a fighter at his peak
2: I'd say when I first started watching it I was about the knockouts and so most like, people would be though wouldn't so they so like the, if you're I remember one of my first fight it was like Nate Court got like a 6 second knockout I'm like, oh, this is incredible. <laughs> what a great fight. <laughs> but then you go and see like the 25 minute wars and the, the technical action between Cruz and Dillashaw. And there's lots of different types of fights, and each of them had their own value.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Um, I think that was a good bit on NFL and UFC this week. Um, it was nice to get that in. Um, well, so I suppose one, to, one to, to kind of finish this week is the Australian Open has, has started. And um, I suppose on the back of the match fixing sample in tennis as well, Stephen, you're a big tennis player. Not so much <laughs> in these days, but um, <laughs> back, in, back in your youth. Back when I was younger,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I we're only through the first round so far, but already Raf Nadal has been knocked out. Um, Five set loss for Flandre Verdasco. Um, Felix Williams was knocked out by the British Johanna Conta. Um, we also lost Karolina Wozniacki So some big names are gone, although even though she's seven seed Venus is is on the decline. Wozniacki hasn't been the player she was, and Nadal.
2: I think injuries have injuries, just injuries, they've just taken injuries. their toll. Like
0: it's it's tough, but when you it's almost like it we talked earlier between Brady and Manning. If you compare um Feder and Nadal they're two very similar kind of career. One of them has had one of them was just consistent, kind of almost a perfect career fitness-wise for Federer and Brady. They've both been able to have sustained periods of health and won all the way through it whereas um, Manning and especially Nadal, the way they play and, and especially Nadal, the way his forehand works and the power and, and the, the spin they have to get on every single shot means that his body is far more likely to break down than Federer which is just almost a perfect technique and, it, and it's shown in the fact that he's he started before Nadal and he'll finish after Nadal because isn't Nadal s- just the way he plays takes a hundred percent effort, a hundred percent commitment, everything single match. with Federer can win playing eighty five percent.
1: But it's not something similar with like Tiger Woods as well. and Why his back is so gone as well? Because the amount the people were saying like the amount he was putting into each shot because others have like a natural. Yeah, swing. exactly. It's like again Tiger's his career is similar. You look at
0: he's chasing Jack Nicholas's titles and Nicholas could play and play and play, it's a different era obviously, but he could play and play and play and have a 25 year career, whereas Tiger essentially only had 15 years, now we don't know what's going to happen, but I think we'd assume Tiger Woods' kind of time of, of contending in majors is probably over, bar maybe one more, and it's with, same with Federer, he's had 15 years of of being competitive in Grand Slams, all because his body is held up superbly and it's it, it, it down to himself it's down to how he's conditioned it's down to his natural rhythm and his natural game but Rafa Nadal just can't compete with that
1: yeah, it's simple as that really
0: yeah and it, it's a shame because he was on court for a while at, at catching Federer or at least having an attempt at Federer now it looks like he's not going to be able to do it and Djokovic yeah. might do and Djokovic is but again Djokovic is more like Nadal where he's it's a lot of effort He's almost kind sort of in between Federer, and he has a natural shot-making ability, but he also has the hard work that Nadal has. And I think he's on eight right now, so he's still a fair few behind Federer, and it looks like he could win four, five, six over the next few years. But you'd wonder if Djokovic has that longevity as well.
1: Yeah, I like to, it, it is sad to see Nadal. He's always been kind of like my favorite, one I've been I think
2: you're the same, person yeah, exactly. as well. I remember <laughs> we we're, were in <laughs> uh, in New Zealand and going down to watch the, the US Open it was Nadal, Nadal and Djokovic in the final mm. Lindsay cheering for one of me cheering for <laughs> <Lindsay>. I think <laughs> they've they met in a lot of finals and I think unfortunately Djokovic has come out on top of most of them yeah,
0: but yeah and the thing is, is that he's just he's that much younger he's, when it kind of happened early on in Federer's career where Federer and Nadal didn't meet in Grand Slavon because Rafael didn't make them and then when he started making them Nadal forgot the upper hand and same with Djokovic the reason they didn't meet many is because I was making the final and Djokovic was losing somewhere along the line. Then he changed his diet completely and suddenly... Oh, free he was line.
2: celiac, wasn't he? He didn't know about it. it
0: took, I think it did gluten intolerance, but it's a, essentially he, he, went, he became, right, went on became went onto the free diet and no more putting out of matches, no more getting tired in the middle of long third, three, four, five-step matches. And Since then, I, I think he's also refocused and he's realised he has the natural talent and that if he works, he's always a hard worker, but if he if, he, if he isn't outworked in a match, he'll win almost every single time. Apart from the likes of Stanislav Favrinko last year in French, where he had the game of his life, or you're playing in someone like Roger or Rafa, who are two of the best players ever to play tennis. So he's realised that he can beat Murray every time if, if he, because he's just a better player than Andy Murray. That if he focuses and doesn't make stupid mistakes and has the fitness because Murray's huge thing is that he doesn't get tired he he can keep going for four or five hours and Djokovic has learned and is now able to do the same thing and he's given the rewards with I think eight grand sounds already and he's favoured for everything he won this year at Barron injury
1: All right, just what's your opinion on the whole match fixing scandal
0: it's definitely likely I think you've seen athletics you've seen cycling you've seen snooker you've seen so many different sports athletics that doping and cheating and match fixing is everywhere cricket it's, it's been happening for years I'm I'm not surprised in the slightest um, there's rumours of I think you were saying you've had W8, David no. Inca,
2: well, that's, that's gone way back to that, it, yeah, 2007 that was, well, he was yeah, clear that, that, that they or, were or, clear. It was or clear that there wasn't enough proof he's <laughs> Russian <Think about> <laughs>
1: Um, I'm sure there is some power from the Kremlin. Um, but yeah, Djokovic has admitted that he's been offered money to throw a match.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm not surprised. I think there is huge money to be made in being able to to um change betting markets. Like you, I, I remember back in the I think it was mid '90s in football where people were taking kickoffs and kicking the ball straight out a and throwing to win spot to win spot bets.
1: It's it it happened like corner in the first two
0: minutes I think yeah exactly dream team kind of stuff yeah Yeah, exactly but that kind of stuff did happen I think it was Southampton Matt Atissier possibly said look someone came along once and we did it for a laugh and when there's that much money involved and you're it's not cheating I think match fixing is completely different I know John Higgins lost frames intentionally but he never lost a match or so he says
2: I think that's but slightly Stephen different. Stephen Lee has got a, a lifetime yeah. ban or a ten-year ban for match fixing and snooker, and he still maintains his innocence. And as far as I know, he's still appealing, but it's kind of gone quiet for the last well, year I, or so. I
0: think there's two things: if, if you're cheating, whether it be intentionally losing or whether it be taking drugs, yeah, it, it should it, be lifetime ban. If, if John ju- Higgins has been, is admitting
2: to losing frames, and that is well, he yeah, had match it's, fixing. That's match fixing. He should be banned.
0: Well, he he was. He's, than he was for a year or two and came back and has won the world title since um,
1: yeah no th- th- it was huge if you're caught cheating your sport no matter what I think you should just be banned
0: oh, yeah, full I, stop I agree now I have I remember at the time having the conversations about levels of cheating because if you're if you're winning and, and you're cheating but you're still winning I think that is slightly different than than cheating by losing or cheating by taking Man, so I'm sure was cheating and still winning <laughs> no, but he was cheating. To, <laughs> excuse me, he was cheating to win. I, st- I still think he was framed. <laughs> um, Clear Lance's name is what he wants <laughs> to do. Seven jerseys are straight up on his wall. I <laughs> <laughs> think the only thing that's framed in that story. Yeah, um, <laughs> the, uh, the repo might not come for them. yet <laughs> they will see.
2: losing enough money in court cases. Um, he should get on his
0: bike. They'd never catch him. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh. Yourself for that <laughs> one. I've had my fun
2: <laughs> now I
0: personally and I know other people disagree in, in you guys' mind, but I think there's a difference between cheating to influence the outcome of, of a match or a game and, and cheating things like spot fouls like in cricket bowling an intentional no ball it's not the same thing as as intentionally losing a match or you're, you're intent- costing,
1: costing people hundreds of thousands oh you know well, the way I'm coming at it in the integrity of the sport, as opposed to how much money. You, like. Integrity of sport has still been taken into question. If, if if people are doing that, even just for such a thing as like bowling a no ball in cricket, for example. Yeah, no, the integrity of sport has still been brought into contention I do understand, and I I think there should be levels in the same way
0: that I don't think that taking cannabis is the same thing as taking anabolic steroids. You should get banned for both. But mm-hmm. but, a, but a, a drug that's recreational and illegal shouldn't have the same ban as a performance-enhancing drug. And I think it's the same with cheating. Spot-fixing is different than match-fixing, in my opinion. And feel free to argue, but I think they should have different levels of punishment. They're both wrong, and they shouldn't happen, but spot-fixing shouldn't and doesn't normally influence the outcome of, 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 of a sporting event. Now, it can do. We've seen where one, one play in sport can completely change the entire outcome of a match but 99 times out of a hundred, one no ball isn't going to matter if I think Higgins said that he was 8 frames to 1 up and gave away the 10th frame until still won nine two. I don't condone it and he should be banned for it but I think it's different than him losing the entire
2: match the other thing is football teams that throw matches like say for argument's sake the end of a group World Cup prime example like if you know there's been an upset and Brazil finish second in their group, and if you finish top, you know you're going to have to play them. You try, you lose your last game deliberately, so you finish second and you avoid them in the the knockout stages. You are essentially match fixing, but are you cheating? Like you're playing the, to the best of how it's no. going to benefit your team. So I don't think that's. I, I think cheating. that's different. Is <laughs> it not match fixing though? Are you not deliberately throwing a game?
0: You are, but it's it's. So like. Yeah, it's technically but you're I think the a match. only
1: advantage you're getting there is for your team. Match fixing is kind of if people are doing it for. So if you're putting money on it? it, it but that it's, it's for, for benefit to others as opposed this. to your own benefit. I think you're looking out for your own team there. You're looking out to do the what's best for your team, which is kind of good strategy. But yeah, the point being is
0: if you're playing a team, say you've qualified already, and the team you're playing are in second place. And the team you want to avoid in the quarterfinals finals in third place. You know that, say, um, say it's Premier League and it's a choice between Leicester in second or Chelsea in third. You know that if, if Leicester beat you, you, you still sort of top the group. But you'd prefer to have Leicester later on in the road than Chelsea. I don't think it's it's match fixing. You're organising the result of a match, but you're doing it for your own benefit. Whereas...
2: If you gain financially, is, aren't you doing it for your own benefit as well? Like, there's you're, there's different wo- rewards, but it's essentially the same thing.
0: Yeah, but you're doing it for your own sporting achievement. You're doing it to win the competition you're in. You're not doing it for money. Obviously, money comes with,
1: with it, and... Money isn't even the main motivator for doing it. The
0: motivator is to win the tournament you're in, which is your motivation anyway. Now,
1: it, I mean, it, it's a very interesting kind of discussion, because... There probably is no one way but everyone probably has their own different opinions on the on the actual subject and like
0: yeah, It's like back in I think this was this the seventy World Cup where Germany and Austria played out a one all draw. In Sweden
1: have done it
2: before as well. Yeah, Sweden, Sweden and Denmark, Denmark, isn't Denmark isn't it? It. Yes. Sweden
1: and Denmark in the Euros. And they both knew they did, it they've done it twice. A, yeah. a, it was like, I think it was like early 90s and the vote knew that a draw would mean both of them would go
2: through. Wasn't the last one though that the only outcome that one on yeah, was... Yeah, and that but, is... And that's what I mean. happened. And both yeah. went through in Italy... Yeah, that's <laughs> completely
0: match fixing, but you're also ensuring your own
1: qualification which it is...
2: But if either of those go out and win they've ensured their own qualification. Right?
1: Yeah, they have but if you i think that one's a bit more dodgy because that's kind that's of... That's kind of collusion as well. Yeah. However, it is... You're not doing that on your own. You know that's a one-all.
0: But you've also... You're both playing not to lose. You know what I mean? In, in that scenario, you're the playing not to lose and you're playing to uh, to get out of the group. Which means you're playing to win, essentially.
2: But it's, it's, it's in that scenario, when there's only one score, that means you both go through and that's the one that that comes if up. If it was with. a draw that I always needed, well, it wouldn't even be as bad. to be
0: fair... From what I remember, it got to 1-0. Now, I know, it's... I'm sure there was... <laughs> oh, the how did team that happen? <laughs> look, 1-0. <it's went laughs> but from what I remember... We're just close neighbours, that's all. From <laughs> what I remember, yeah, it's like voting in Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> like, from what I remember, they did play the match out to about 75 minutes. And then when, I think, Sweden so equalised, if you both realised that the current result put you through, and you both kind of... It's, it's not wrong it's not nice to see
1: it actually happened I, I remember <laughs> happening in the premiership and it was uh, United uh, were playing Blackburn and it was like the last of the season United just needed a draw um, and then Blackburn needed the draw to stay up as well and United ended up, United Blackburn I think, I think like or maybe depending on other results but results were kind of with 10 minutes to go the team that Blackburn needed to kind of beat their result they were losing 2 or 3-0 at the time so Blackburn so the last kind of five minutes played like a training game You United just passed the ball around Blackburn didn't attack them and then if they did go forward Blackburn had the ball around the back United didn't attack them because United had the point they needed Blackburn had the point they needed
0: yeah I don't think that's wrong
2: I think United should be kicked out of the league <laughs>
0: <laughs> if the result is benefiting you as in if it's different as benefiting others I think that's where I would draw the line and you can say you financially gain from match fixing so you're not, you not gaining that way but if if you're gaining to win a professional advantage as opposed to a monetary advantage, that's where I draw the line. But if you said you could, you could argue this and your argument isn't wrong, mine isn't wrong. I don't know.
1: It's not. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's finally it's about where where your your moral stance is. We could talk about this all night, but so we have to wrap that one up there. Um looking finally at the bed of the week, Stephen, you're placing the bed of the week this week for us? I am. Yes. Um, um we've done
0: so. for I think it's €30 gets us back €1,100, which would almost kind of cancel out our entire season if we do with it. And uh, We've gone for Spurs away, we've gone for Everton, we've gone for Liverpool City. And then, with the games being so close, our final one is for Leicester and the Stoke to draw. Although that game could go anyway. <laughs> I'm terrified of that game, but I think this is the safe bet for that
1: one to draw. So, fingers crossed we can finally get a win. Yeah, as you said, a 10 bet will pay, it's slightly under €400. Euro so free to us that, that wouldn't be too bad anyway no can you cover the season wouldn't say no wouldn't, wouldn't say no Put the word the biggest fund exactly um, and then I know Chris you have your kind of 5 euro bet of the week all ready to go
2: yeah I've gone for a few similar selections so it's a 5 euro ACA as well it's Liverpool Tottenham and City which I think we we have those three yeah, yeah. and then I've gone for Aston Villa to win the, the derby they're away, from they're home away as well. yeah. So, Oh, that's that's why. What, what gets the return? Of. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I've gone for Everton at home, which yeah. again is we've got that as, well. yeah, we had that as well. We had Everton do um, yeah, before the match. Yeah, Everton not winning a lot, but you'd expect. At well, home. I
0: think the last two wins in the last eleven games have been last minute against Newcastle and against Aston Villa. So they're not beating. Oh not beating anyone above the bottom 16, 16, 16. 16. You're, in that yeah. out, you're in that
2: bottom 4 so you, you might be okay with that I heard a, a cracking stats that I mean, if Everton only played teams below them they'd be top of the league <laughs> was, that, was that Michael Owen? It was Obvious the football ramble. actually <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty certain if Leicester are the
0: same <laughs> they're going to be top of the league I think an Arsenal almost I
1: think it's yeah, and I know myself and Stephen, we haven't placed our bets or oh, you have placed the I
0: have placed it just before recording um. Patriots and Panthers to be in the Super Bowl with both of them winning by less than 14 points
1: both of less than 14
2: yeah
0: I, I can see them in two twelve two-class game I think the Denver defence and the Cardinals offence will keep, will keep the, pa- the Patriots and the Panthers honest but I can't see any other than Patriots Panthers and Barring a blowout, that bet should be <laughs> should be decent decent <laughs> value. I think five euro place returns twenty three ten, so a nice start to, to our betting fund if it
1: comes in. What was your return there, Chris? Actually, it was just under two hundred and thirty for a five. That, that's a bit better as well. <laughs> there, I haven't placed my bet yet, but I might do something with the golf, the Abu Dhabi Championship, on this weekend. I might do something like that. I'm not quite sure yet. I'll finalise it before the weekend. Anyway.
2: Are you going to go for your tried and trusted speed to win? Could do second favourite.
1: <laughs> second favourite, just just behind Rory McElroy. Um. So yeah, just to finish off. I want you to answer the question for me. Have you thought about this? Stephen looks confident. I didn't. Ha- oh, I'm front, I didn't have to think. Um. So yeah, Peter Check has been tipped to be the only only the second player to win back to back English titles with different gloves can you name the other player so Stephen's very confident so uh, Chris we'll go with you first Ashley Cole Ashley Cole I'm Stephen? i certain
0: it's Cantona with Leeds and United it's
1: Eric Cantona with Leeds yes. and Manchester United it is indeed even
0: the way you phrased the question was like <laughs> because it spanned the first Premier League season and the, the last Football League season it did yeah it was
1: a help I Cole, Cole was, a, was a solid guest though. He's had his uh, contract uh, terminated.
2: He's gone to LA Galaxy, oh, yeah,
1: LA Galaxy, yeah. But um, you Cole. Like, yeah, get back together with uh, there. Uh, <laughs> fantastic,
2: a league of their own with the top uh, I it. Yeah. I well. haven't seen it yet. I've oh, got to, to record it. <laughs> it's like we've got one more guest. Ashley's in goal. He's like, we'd like to welcome Cheryl Cole. <laughs> 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 his little face for a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs>
1: but um so that's it for this week thanks as always for listening keep an eye on our website and our Facebook and Twitter pages this week for our thoughts behind our bed of the week and our tips for fantasy football team this weekend as well uh, enjoy the rest of your week and until next time good night Goodbye. good night good good
0: now get up one more round don't down
1: like this guy hard come on. Come on. No machine. I get the hear no bell. Get up, you son of a bitch. Mickey loves you.